Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, weary traveler. Need a short rest? Oh, I see. They said you'd be showing up about now. Come on, through the portal. Best not keep the lower mistress and more master waiting. You know how they get. Robots Radio presents The Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. The best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters to those curious about D&D to learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons and Dragons. Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. My name is Sergio. And I am Mary. And we are joined by the multiverse famous patrons of the round table, the fine folk of the Patreon. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's, uh, I'm going to go. You can't tell this uh, Darkwing scoffing because um, I'm playing games. I'm playing, I'm playing semantics with him. Um, there was a, there was a bet on the discord as to whether or not I would say fair folk of the Patreon, which I guess I just said it. So I lost. Ah, but, always you but, always um, say it i always say it because you're getting predictable because they 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 are fair folk and fair in the traditional sense of being you know just and good and virtuous and amazing uh i'm mm-hmm. gonna go mm-hmm. in order of um i'm gonna go in clockwise order from how my screen looks mm-hmm. uh we have we are joined oh, okay. by jeff mm-hmm. say hello jeff salutations we are joined by Balari. This is where you say hey. hello. There you go, Attaboy. It, it, it's the it's the find the mute button. Pause. Oh yeah, we've been we will be doing this for years and years and years. We have been doing this this whole Zoom thing, you know, uh, online meeting thing for years, and we still haven't, as a society, haven't quite really figured it out on the whole. 
Uh, and then Darkwing. Hello. And Tex. Hello. And we are joined by an extra <laughs> special guest this month. Right. Locke, say hello. Hello, hello. Locke has joined us in the past. He's a uh, nope. right? No. I'm nope. thinking of I'm thinking of Mellow. Nope. You think of Mellow. Yeah, this is this is another one of the the poor suckers that you DM for that all your devious this is, schemes. This is a, it's true. This is, a, this is my twin. Uh, canonically speaking, this is my twin. Uh, <laughs> Mellow yeah. in disguise. This is a trick and I don't believe it. Oh. It's a, it's a lock mimic. <laughs> oh, God. Lock, the lock's a mimic? I wouldn't be surprised at this point in my life. Uh, me me and Mellow have a joke. Uh, if you've ever seen the meme of the uh, the one girl with the rainbow hair and she's smiling real big and sitting next to her is the girl with the black hair and the glasses and she's super serious. Right. Mellow is one and I'm the other one. There you go. <laughs> Every time we're just... Different spectrums like that. <laughs> Fantastic. This month we are discussing in the patron roundtable we're uh favorite archetypes, favorite character <laughs> archetypes, the the kind of characters we love to play, the kind of characters that are tried and true, uh maybe even characters that we would want to play, but for some reason haven't, maybe haven't figured out how to pull it off. And if that's mm -hmm, the case, maybe we mm -hmm. offer some uh some tips and tricks. Oh goodness. So we've got in the realm of D&D, &D, in the long tradition of it, there are, you know, many classic archetypes. There is, um, mm -hmm. and a lot of them were on display in the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie, like the just absurdly yep. lawful good paladin. Just like the, like, you're like you're, you're too good and I want to hate you, but I, I can't because you're you're just too good. Um, there He's is, my favorite. The seriousness of the smart-ass retorts. It's my favorite. The walking in the straight line. just That just says it all. They're not even smart-ass No, it was the, just... the sarcasm. I find that sarcasm is a... The way that cuts they who wield it the most deeply. That was mm -hmm, the best mm -hmm. line of that entire movie. So carefully. and <laughs> But it's not <laughs> smart-ass because it's completely sincere. Yeah. It's completely it's, genuine. Uh... He's so he makes you want to right. Just God. Can't also, steal maybe it's the archetypes you love to hate too. For sure, for sure. Maybe then the there's the uh, <laughs> there's the uh, just the uh, heavy on muscles, low on brains, barbarian. Uh, there's mm -hmm. like the brooding, either rogue or warlock with like a shady past. Um, yeah, there, there's a, a lot chip of on his shoulder. Right, there's a lot of different uh, fun archetypes that are prevalent oh, in D and D. So Mary, what's uh what's one of yours? What's what's one of your favorite archetypes? One. Okay, I can pick I could I could probably pick one to talk about. Uh, uh, but see the problem is I want to be all of them, so I became a DM. Oh that's yeah, my exactly. official stance. That's it. I want to be all of them, so I'm DM. I feel that. Um I've gosh, I don't know. I kind of would like to actually get to play an intelligent character that gets to be intelligent. The problem is the dice don't ever agree with what archetype I want. They just, they simply do not. Um, I've been the dumb. They're not fickle. They hate me. It's like you, you have a, you <laughs> have a no character fickle. with like a plus four modifier to intelligence. And so like, all right, roll, uh, roll this roll. And you're like, ah, a seven or a three I, like, cool that plus four um i really... i rolled a natural one with advantage on an attack 
with my overpowered paladin. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what I want to be, but in a perfect world, I would like to actually get to play the stealthy character, oh. like the stealthy, sneaky person, like the stealthy person that's kind of got sneak. their own secrets and stuff. And I built her, but I haven't gotten to use her because I've had to take some time off to adjust stuff within my house. But she holds one of uh, Locke's character's uh, wedding licenses. Oh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Uh, I have it. So. <laughs> go ahead, Mary. My character a, doesn't know any of this. So. Yeah. His character is oblivious is a I mean, it's an archetype. But if you want to, you, you know, Malleus better than me. Yeah. Mal, so Malleus is he's my tiefling bard and he's. He's probably the most aloof character, and the, he's kind of the one I'm, I'm kind of excited about playing because he is just so aloof, but he's so used to talking his way through things that he doesn't really listen to anyone else. So Which is a problem. He just kind of, <laughs> yeah, so we wound up, the party, uh, this is in an Acquisitions Incorporated game, and he's mm-hmm. the uh, the secretarian, and then the Hordes person who he accidentally wound up marrying we wandered into, I think, like some kind of wedding or something. Or it was city in a, hall that was performing was, yeah. in that day. Yeah, it was city hall doing a like yep. everybody come through and get your stamp of approval marriage type thing. And his dumb characters like, oh, you want my autograph on that thing? Sure, I'll autograph it for you because he's a celebrity. So now he's married. Yep. And uh, yeah, my rogue was like, son, hey, I'll hold on to that on. for them. I'm their witness. I'll I'll just hang on to it for him. But I'd love to get to use it as blackmail and get to, uh, you know, actually be the sneaky, stealthy rogue character because I'm real bad at stealth. I really yes. like the idea of that. That's a mm-hmm. great idea. You gotta jack up those uh, those modifiers. <laughs> I might steal. I might steal that idea. By all means. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think the other I would have to say would be more of the I. Um, Link from Legend of Zelda type archetype. The uh, you know, the chosen one just does the good thing, does what they're supposed to do. Because that's the way I play most games. I don't ever take the I don't ever take the mean route. I'm the nice person. That's uh, it's interesting you say that because I have I have two best friends um that I've known since high school, since like eighth and ninth grade, and which you know if if you know uh, if you can. Uh, I've been listening to the show. I I am an old, as they say, and uh, so Heckin. it's been it's been well over half my life that I've known them, and one always plays like the virtuous. I mean, his favorite hero is Superman, so he always plays like the virtuous character, <sighs> always helps out whatever like NPCs in need, and the other one like takes out like his like deepest darkest like you know like you know id driven fantasies. And like when he plays Fable, he's like always got these like these giant demonic horns, and everyone like flees from the sight of him. Did he like, kick the chickens? Right, he kicks the chickens. He's a chicken kicker. Always, always <laughs> kick the chickens. <laughs> chicken kicker is an insult. I think I'm just going to throw around. I cannot believe y'all are just a bunch of chicken kickers. If you played Fable, you heard it. There's no way you didn't kick the chickens. That's uh, that's everyone's everyone's homework here, and everyone um, listening is to use that as an insult in your next session. <laughs> it reminds me of the Orbit commercials, right? Yeah, like you lint lint liquor. liquor. Oh, <laughs> I like to call people jack wagons. Jack wagons a good one. 
I, uh, mine are not appropriate for come for group <laughs> in mixed company. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I caught one in a discussion. Um, somebody was talking about uh, Infinity War and uh, Thanos and Captain America, and they said something like Captain like Cap went after him and Thanos slapped him away like he was a sassy rabbit. And <laughs> I thought sassy rabbit was one of the funniest things I had ever heard. Just it makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Like, I don't know what you're trying to say, but for some reason, I, I understand it completely. I get it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking, Locke, you were talking about your tiefling bard. Speaking of bards, you know, there is the obvious, you know, famous archetype of the horny bard. Has anyone ever yeah. played one of those? I have played, uh, so <laughs> now this is my third Locke bard, is trying to I choose actually... his next words very carefully. <laughs> I am, I am. I I've, felt I've the reservation in that bard. sentence that I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually played like, you know, the horny bard type thing. But what I decided to do was more so just be very selective about it. And kind of, yeah, bards. that part, you know, it's yeah, I've got one that I know for sure definitely is not my sweet little Warforged bard, my innocent boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Bruh had a very specific type, and Malleus is kind of the more he's again he's more the the aloof one, not so much looking for it, but not gonna say no at the same time too. But I, I kind of understand where that archetype came from with bards, but it was never really something I kind of like played with in my characters like that. For me, it was bards were like how to get how to uh, word things better, you know, and get get out of situations that might not need fighting. Locke you know, wants ways to cause talk damage by like talking that. shit. Well, I mean, that, there's, there is <laughs> That's true, mockery. too, yes. Vicious mockery is one of my go-to <laughs> spells. Yeah, that was like, it's vicious lockery at this point. Come on now. I think with the, you know, yes. obviously with the popularity yeah. of Critical Role and with mm -hmm. uh, the popularity of The Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime, you know, the... Scanlan is amazing, yeah, exactly. first of all. And, and so, I see, I've told Locke to watch it so many times because there's little bits of Bard yeah. that you can't gloss over. <laughs> I mean, I Sam does it so well. Exactly. It's it's such a well-played character. And it's, one of, it's one of those things where you watch it and you're like, I, I can't be a Bard. I can't do any of that. And then you feel like you're supposed to. And you're like, it's like that Mercer effect. Right, right. <laughs> you feel like you're supposed to live up to what these guys are doing and you're like oh, oh gosh we're normies we don't do that sort of stuff <laughs> exactly you have to remember they are that's what they do paid actors who like yeah at this point mm -hmm. like literally play D D for a living yeah but i'd be oh, interested to suck. see uh, i'd be interested to see a like very reserved very prudish bard who's like who you know isn't about you know the 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 fans like you know about the the groupies but rather just, mm -hmm. just like, solely like obsessed with the music i have one in my party right now darkwing let's hear about it uh tell me about it okay well it's my my bard he's a first-time player she so doesn't really know what he's doing so he's shy he doesn't come up with songs he doesn't ever roll well and it, it's um it's the most non-bard I've ever seen, and I've been trying to help him through it. But yes, it's just a bard who just not – my oldest player, like my old man, it's always just like, seduce them. 
to do this, do, do, do any of this, none of this, none of this. Okay, well then, uh, fireball. And that's how we get around. My bard is very shy. <laughs> so I've seen it. And, you know, I mean. It works to varying levels. Because he's fresh out of college. It, it's a fresh new bard. He hasn't experienced <laughs> the world and of, it hasn't corrupted him yet. Corrupted I'm trying to think of any rock star or band member that isn't that way, though. And that's more or less what, what? bards are based off of. Right, right. Kind like of, a, yeah. Like a real, night, if, a real life. Think, yeah. Oh, he's, like, they're just a trumpet player. He, even the trumpet players and jazz bands are that way. Mm. Even, you can't tell. Even, even jazz band trumpet players. <laughs> just some emo person that just, you know, the music's they're, for himself. They're, they're not getting into it because they just want to share music with the world. So Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but even that, even he like had a, even he got married and had a wife and had a kid. So like, I'm looking for a completely like uninterested in anything romantic or sexual. Like, just want to focus on. Sounds the music. like you're looking for MB. Yeah, he's so precious. What M- MB? My, my Warforged a... bard. Yeah. Let's hear about he's him. A... He's so, so... he's. Oh, go ahead, Mary. I'm... Sorry. For okay, for context, I've somewhat twisted the way that the Warforged were built for the history of the or for the sake of the campaign that he is involved in. So they are made from stealing other people's souls. So part of what he is is he had someone else's soul in there, and there's some other, you know, magical stuff, and he's somewhat reprogrammed. So technically he's a baby and doesn't remember anything that happened before that. Quotations baby. But He's 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 pretty he's pretty awesome. I don't know where Locke got the idea from though. For him. Well, I I just got the idea of like you know that it was this old uh, artificer was is his backstory um, who wanted to retire a level nineteen artificer, old old and just wanted a, a one of those automatic playing pianos that you'd see in like old west saloons and something, but it made sense to me that, oh, he's, you know, he's so good with machines. He would just repurpose a Warforged and build it out of old uh, music instruments and stuff like that. And that would be his music box for his tavern. And that's, that's where MB kind of started out. And yeah, he's not, he's not interested in anything like that. No romance or anything. He's just Mm -hmm. his, his quote unquote dad, the artificer that made him wound up passing away. And MB's just out there exploring the world now, trying to figure out what else is out there. All I'm picturing is like when Tom gets crushed down to like an accordion and he's walking away going. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> uh, not yet, but if uh, you roll poorly, we'll see what happens. There, uh, there are oh, yeah. shades of Edward Scissorhands in that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Vincent Price character who passes away. Like I never understood that. Like he gives him like these, like obviously like pro- like you know um, like plastic hands. Like, was it mm-hmm. just like a symbol of like, hey, you're going to have hands soon? Or were they supposed to be his actual hands? I never got the that ha- far. The hands I that he that's... destroyed, I think those were going to be his hands, but he didn't. But he they were just, just like mannequin him. hands. No, they were, they were like silicone because he like, he died and like, he ended up destroying those hands. Right. I agree with that. That's what I always thought. How yeah, was that I always that confused died, me. Like in the process, like the hands were made, he just never got it putting them on that uh 
the the movie about the man with with scissors for hands that part really that's the part that confused me let's <laughs> <laughs> see forget how violent it gets though oh yeah it gets it gets uh it gets it's pretty dark i mean it's a tim burton movie from the from the 90s it's gonna get dark tex uh what what are some of your uh what are some of your favorite archetypes? What are something that you, some characters you've played? Well, I'm, I don't have a ton of experience of actually getting to play. I mean, I really only played like one long campaign as a barbarian, but like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, let's like, hear about it. Like I enjoyed just like, you know, rage and hit things like that. Was, <laughs> right. Like I didn't have to worry too much about planning in between turns. It's, it's pretty simple. Like, like there's a thing go hit it like right i've mm-hmm. i've got something like, heavy and sharp that thing is but, trying to hurt us it's like but later on and like into like further in like i like you know multi-classed with like some like rogue stuff so i could like sneak around and then destroy things oh god like, so that was kind of interesting <laughs> too so did you, did you backstabbing with this... rocks right yeah i was just like <laughs> what is this people Rogues and barbarians do not mix. That is oil and water. You can't be gonna... 12 feet tall and sneaky. Yes, you can. The heck you it's can't. Like, it's like, I mostly I mostly picked it for the, like, added speed and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I Which really species? like... I'm curious. I, I was a dragonborn. Nice. So, ah, like, like a like literal it. sneaky tank. Yeah, so it's like... <laughs> yeah. Like by the Giant end of it, sneaking around. By the end of it, there was like haste on me, and I could like fly like a hundred and some feet like each turn, and like it was pretty, it was pretty terrible for some people. But <laughs> so is I like that I like building you're it, actually like... sneaky, or that they're so terrifying that I was like, "Yep, you are sneaking." I didn't see a thing. I saw nothing. It's the abominable snowman from Bugs Bunny. He just shows up behind people, and they're all like, "Ah." <laughs> no, yeah, see, it could happen. It could work. It's like, Can't I see mean, the forest for the trees. It's like <laughs> once you're flying, you don't make any noise. I want, I would, if I, whenever I get to play again, like I would like to maybe do something a little more with a little more magic to it. It's like, I know, like, stuff I haven't, like, done, like, I would like to, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot for it anymore. It's like a beast master. Like I know it's there is sort of a beastmaster in there, but it's not really right. Right. So when you multiclassed as a rogue, yeah, did I, you, I saw that in there. Did you um, like justify it in game anyway? Did you explain it in game, or did you just say like my character wants to take start taking levels in rogue? Because that was all. That's always been interesting to me is when when people multiclass. Is like, do they do it just for the sake of getting some cool new toys, or do they do it and also like incorporate it into the game somehow into I the mean, story? I mean, it was mostly so I could do certain other things. I mean, but it was like, it was like determined by what was going on in the story. Like, I'm like, I need to be able to move faster. I need to be able to like do certain things. I'm like, well, I, I got to pick this other class so I can gain like extra movement and like. So, so did like, you find a teacher in game, or did you just? Yeah, All right, now I know just, this. It was it was just level up, like. But just there was like certain fair. like, like I like 
knew what abyssal or whatever and everybody's like why the hell do you know abyssal and it was like it's like ah, i was making a deal like a demon to like because like his family was dead so he was like trying to find like a certain dragon that killed everybody and so he's like doing that sort of stuff and i mean if you're gonna make deals with demons and devils you gotta probably know abyssal yeah so it was, it was like because I know the DM is like the DMs are just like, does anybody know Abyssal? And I'm like, I'm like, I do. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> you're like you're full of you're you know full of surprises. It's like, but I also it's like I like playing like the dumb barbarian too. Like it's like I got a little more into the RP of it. Like I wasn't like overly dumb about it, but I like kind of like not being like oh. I don't. I don't want to know something that this character wouldn't know, and right. So, like, just like make it easy for yourself. Well, not so much make it easy, but it's like I don't want to. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, it's like I just didn't want to. You know, kind of like meta game it for sure. It's yeah. like it's like where you'd be like, I know this thing, but he wouldn't know this, so I can't. I can't play too smart. And then, like, I like playing. I feel like, like that's a challenging role. It's I like playing play. drunk. That too. is like, so that hard. Oh, that is so hard for me to do. Like, oh, I know a lot of stuff that she does not know. It is taking everything in me not to divert the conversation into <laughs> metagaming right now. <laughs> it's like I yeah. always tried. I always tried my best to like not metagame and keep the keep the like party like focused because i like i'm like the dm's here to like help us out here like let's try to like stay on task a little bit what's that like I, you know what i don't <laughs> yeah I'm so, i don't know so what's staying on Wait, task what, you like. do what? yeah i don't know oh, that's I was just... another there it is there's another archetype i want to learn to play a serious dm it's like <laughs> <laughs> well i mean we weren't like super serious but it's like Sometimes you just get so far off the rails. You're like, "All right, everybody, let's let's kind of like, like get back kinda, into what yeah. we're here That's for." That's Mello's role. <laughs> Originally, we were heading to the castle, but you know, after a bunch of side trips, why are we in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> I mean, if... well, it wasn't so much that. It was more like it would just be like random, like because I'd play with people like from like Europe and stuff, and then they'd start like talking about like metrics versus like. U.S. measurements, and it's like, oh, why are we old, doing this? And like, we do it like every time, like it's like kilometers versus miles. So it's like, let's stop talking about this. Let's just let's go kill some let's orcs. Just, let's do the thing that's here that we're here for. Contain distance to time. I can't really say anything. I mean, I my one of my parties um, in uh, Lost Mine of Fandelver um, took over one of the establishments in the city, made, turned it into a franchised Applebee's, and then opened up a brothel named uh-huh. Dracula F. Mansion. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, just passive income sort of thing, you know, just our money's making money. That was really the, the long and short of it. Sounds smart to me. Mm-hmm. It's like we started the Industrial Revolution. Oh, of... that's right. I remember you telling us that, yeah. That was... Interesting. Well, Balari, you're up next. What are some of the archetypes that you like to play? I 
generally end up playing the the sneaky think 400 steps ahead type archetypes and i blame that entirely on rocky and bullwinkle entirely yeah you're not you're not just going to be able to say that and not explain do go on (laughs) do go on my 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 idols watching cartoons growing up were Dirk Dastardly, Snidely Whiplash, and Boris Badenov. They they had all these grandiose plans that always had backup plans to their backup plans to their backup plans. None of them ever worked because they were incompetent. But <laughs> they they always had this this get out of jail free card for anything they could possibly do. And I, I love that way of thinking because that's how I think of everything I do anyways. Like, if I can't do this, then I'm going to have to do this. But if that fails, I should have a backup for that because I'm not just going to do nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Edgen character from the movie played by Chris Pine. He was very much like that. You know, he mm-hmm. had a plan. If case that plan fails, he made another plan. You gotta have a you gotta have someone like that in every party. Someone that can yeah, strategize. That was... And I always Is that ended what up we're playing... doing wrong. <laughs> I always ended up playing <laughs> like thief mages too, just so that it's like, I, I feel think, like, I, I feel I like we've always made plans. I feel like we've always we always make plans, but they immediately don't work. <laughs> they immediately don't work. <laughs> like, are we going to do this? Then we're going to do that, and then we're going to finish off like do by doing this, and then immediately like, all right, let's go. All right, we've uh, we've all rolled ones. So never mind. <laughs> Just start smashing things. Yes. And then you fall into the archetype of the murder hobo. I've critically stabbed my foot. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jeff, how about yourself? What are some of the archetypes that you love to play? Um, so I like very much like Mary, I started DMing specifically because I couldn't stop making characters and I didn't get to play the vast majority of them. So they had to become NPCs because um, mm-hmm. that's just the way it works. Um, when I am a player, I'm a big fan of the like reluctant hero. Like, um, I'm in a Ruins of Simbaroom campaign, and my character in that one um, is, like, a, he was he was like a street urchin, um, and he kind of got roped into this, like, murder investigation and was like, I don't really want to be here. Um, but at this point like now... Dante I'm... Hicks from Clerks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now at this point, he's just kind of, he's he's actually, like, shifted that. He still doesn't want to be a hero, but now he's so attached to these other people in the party that he's like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta protect these folks. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. But yeah, like, the reluctant hero is a big one. And then mm-hmm. I would say the other thing is, um, like, the, <laughs> the trope of the inverted trope. So, um, like, I put together um, an, uh, a paladin, an oathbreaker paladin who became an oathbreaker because he had sworn um, the oath of vengeance and then just like stopped killing evil people. Cause he just didn't like killing. Um, and so now he's an oath, like an oathbreaker and he has these necromantic powers that he's just never going to use um, except like to have a skeleton, like bring him food in his house. Like, um, and then, I mean, yeah. let's, let's, if we're all being honest here, <laughs> If we if we had the power of necromancy, I mean, 
we might do other stuff, but we'd for sure have skeletons bring us a sandwich. 100%. Skeleton butlers. Yep. Mow my lawn. I, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't need a skeleton. I have a kid. Like, my kid <laughs> literally bought, brought me a sandwich while I was here. I guarantee that you that those skeletons eat less than my children do. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, yeah. Tex, I have a kid too, but he's three and he doesn't know how to bring me sandwiches. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a cure-all. Ah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's. It's a long-term investment. Oh yeah, you get you gotta do the work right away, and then it pays off. <laughs> you just have, you just have to say "sudo" in front of it, and then it works. Right, yeah. exactly. So like, yeah, you have the kid, invest the time, invest the the resources, and then you get the sandwiches. Yes. You know, whereas the necromancy, <laughs> like, uh, you might have to sell a piece of your soul to a demon. Uh, but you get the you know you get the skeletons sandwiches almost immediately. So I was gonna yeah. say, I think like the necromancy is like the quick route. Right, it's yeah. You just pay for it in the end. That's all. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to choose your path. Do you want to put in the work, or do you want the instant (laughs) gratification of skeleton butlers now? Instant (laughs) gratification. That's the age-old question. The question that's been haunting skeletons since 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 time immemorial. Kids are skeletons. Kids are skeletons. I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says that. So so far we have kids (laughs) are skeletons. What was the other T-shirt that we had at the beginning of the show? Oh gosh, I don't even know now. I can't remember. I'm Rocky and Bullwinkle threw me for a loop so hard. I'm still trying to recover. That was not the sentence I was expecting. <laughs> Any other direction would have made more sense to me at well, first. Speaking of characters who um, kind of grew to love the 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 party around them, uh, I'm running and have been for about three years now a tiefling rogue by the name of Rasmataz. <laughs> Also known as Razzy to his friends, uh, mm-hmm. Razzy, uh, you know, started off sort of just like kind of wanting to do this for kicks, just, just joining this adventure party, just to, for S's and G's, just to see what kind of trouble he could get into, what kind of stuff he could steal. Uh, but grew to, to really love the group that he was with, especially uh, Zyla Lore. Uh, Razzy and Zyli formed the Leather Boys. You know, they're they're two peas in a pod, thick as thieves. There was a while where Xyli, unbeknownst to the rest of the party, uh, was kidnapped and held captive and was replaced by a doppelganger. And so my job was to role-play as Razzy, but keep him, but role-play him just a, just slightly off, just enough that, you know, that there's something slightly amiss. Uh, you know, I would uh, steal stuff that I normally wouldn't steal. I mean, being a rogue, you know, he's going to steal, but he would start stealing from the party. Um, he would start um, just acting in ways that that Razzy wouldn't normally act, and when it was and when it was finally revealed that he was a doppelganger, and re- revealed that he had been a doppelganger at this point for months, because we only played twice a month, so probably about three months worth of sessions was you know this whole this whole situation. They were thrown for an absolute loop. They thought you know. You know, like, so when did this happen? I was like, oh, this was back when we're when we're all getting tattoos in Skullport. It's like, what? All the way back then? Um, so well, yeah, like I said, it's uh it's been fun playing this character who kind of like, you know, didn't really care about anything except for, you know, um sort of the, the vices and the and the hedonistic things in life to to grow into like really care about the the people around him. He um he helped kill a dragon. That was pretty cool. He actually um actually like split the uh, battlefield you know kind of flanked the dragon so he the dragon wasn't you know had two like um uh a druid 
and I believe another spellcaster in front of him while I was behind him and just sort of flanking him to keep him, you know, on his toes. And even the DM was like, you know what? That threw me for a loop. I wasn't exactly sure how to react to that. I assumed you all kind of like, you know, huddle around and try to take him head on, but that was some good strategy. So, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun archetype. I like that one. The, uh, the, like the, the, the trickster. Well, yeah, the trickster, the trickster with the heart of gold. I like it. I like it. So your entire party fell for the Steve Buscemi line. When he walks in with his hat on sideways and the oh, skateboard yeah. and says, hello, yeah. my. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, they, they were all thrown for a loop. They, had, they thought maybe it was like maybe the session before. I'm like, no, this is like maybe where this was at this point, let's say like, you know, August. I'm like, no, this was back in like February that this started. So um, yeah, that was a lot that of fun. Is... Um, How do also... you not tell people that you're going to do oh, that? I man, am it was... so, was it torture? It was absolute torture. Okay. Cause like, you're just talking about it. Like, yeah, I just didn't tell anybody for months. And I'm like, how did you well, go months? I Locke mean, that... would know as it was happening. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It's happened in game. Our DM's like, Hey, here's a new personality trait. Don't tell anyone. Okay. That's that's why you gotta hope hope you have like a different group of people you can talk to about it. No, yeah, I mean that's that's you know what uh, what my wife is for is like she gets to hear about the session <laughs> the next day for she gets to hear about the five about a thirty minute recap about a five hour session the next day. Yeah, I know. Bless her heart. I, she listens to it. I know. Like, in, the, in the campaign that I played, like me and one of the other players, like we decided that like our two dragonborn were gonna be like we were gonna like reveal that they were actually brothers Uh but they didn't like they like discover it like and we were just kind of like dropping that on the rest of the group and the dm and like when as soon as we did it like everybody was just like oh my god like just like you could see like the brains exploding (laughs) like matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson but but at least i like there's like i had like the other person that we could like you know we're in on it so it wasn't like oh i got the secret i want to say it Uh." for sure yeah yeah no yeah it was just me and the dm that knew it was uh it was torture it was but it was fun torture such a such a strong brave man to have made it through such a harrowing harrowing time well, like as an example, like, you know, we came across <laughs> some, tre- like I came across some treasure. And so the DM is, like, is telling, you know, me at the table and where everyone can hear like, okay, well, you find, you know, uh, you have five platinum pieces, 20 gold pieces, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say like, Hey, does anyone else see me? Does anyone see anyone else see like what's in here? He's like, Oh no, everyone's kind of like off to the side. You're the only one like directly in front of it. And so I roll a slide of hand check. You know, being a rogue at this point, my sleight of hand modifier is for like a plus eight roll double digits. So, you know, 20 or above. And he's like, they don't see anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've got a couple of coppers. That's about it. You know, it's pretty empty. And they're all like, you know, out of game. They're like, dude, what are you doing? What the hell? In game, they just have, you know, their characters just have to like eat poop and like it. <laughs> but yeah, they, um, like I said, it, it was fun to play a slightly, uh, a slight variant on on my character um, yeah. and uh the other campaign in the uh, curse of Strahd campaign that uh it's been on hold for a bit hopefully get started up soon again that's uh, really oddly um attacking me at the same time um unintentionally i assure <laughs> I you say, 
Lots like say. Like Mary. Yeah, when's that Chris Stroud picking up? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, wink, wink. That's why I brought it up. Locke messaged me beforehand. He's like, hey. He? Uh, hey, I need you to. Yeah, Mary, right, we need cool. to talk to you. Uh, I need you to suddenly <laughs> This is an intervention. <laughs> this actually isn't a lore cast uh, Intervention. That's, uh, I need yeah. you to DM more. Thanks. That's definitely where I belong. It's an intervention. <laughs> I'm just that guy like sitting well, on the couch, like, oh, I thought it was just like snacks and stuff. I thought we were gonna play D and I brought my my dice. I brought I brought my dice bag. Are we not? I brought my uh, dice we... and my books. Um, all right, fine. Well, I, I mean, did. Can, since we're I all here, actually... can we at least do it afterwards? We played Friday. Well, <laughs> right. I didn't. We're play. all free, they right? Played. I was uh, <laughs> DMing Friday, but. We have actually done some D and D this year. I'm very proud. It's actually occurred, not as much as I'd like. I'm running a an Earth Genasi druid that goes by the name Doctor Pepper, and he is completely socially awkward and aloof. Like doesn't know um, how to handle himself in most social situations. Uh, once pooped on the like uh, outside the front door of an establishment when they didn't give us the information we wanted. Uh, I like and, the style. And also, uh, he's completely naked, except for like a loincloth. What does Earth Genasi poop look like? Um, it, like, a, like a like gravel. Like, like a rock? Like a rock, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, somebody must have kicked some rock. Oh, dang neighborhood kids throwing their rocks up here again. Um, but Why he's very... match my gravel? <laughs> He's very, very protective of the party since these are the only people, even though they do get frustrated with him, they are the only people that have genuinely been nice to him and cared for him in his life. Um, and so mm-hmm. once I realized that, and that's the other interesting thing about playing these characters and, and go getting into these archetypes, sometimes you want to play a certain way and then kind of figure out who the character is as you play them. I was actually going to bring that up after you said that because that's what happened with uh with with Gnome, which is this that's how Locke and I became twins. He is the one who has Bra, her twin. Oh yeah, Br- <laughs> Brunome, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brunome, yeah. Uh-huh. Shahort Stake. Um is their was, last name. I was gonna say once I realized that about the character, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, ret- I retconned a lot of their abilities to be like more defensive. You know more, um, you know the more spells to keep either um, enemies either penned in or at least you know mm-hmm. away from the party. Uh, not so much uh, the offense, but a lot of the more more defensive. Um, but yeah, it's, and that's been a lot of fun too. Like he's kind of he's kind of like that um, that you know weirdo friend that no one else that you kind of take in because no one else will and he means well mm-hmm. even even if he does you know poop on the you know on the front outside the front door of a bar or, or a tavern and we've That's all been the, there we've either to had be that fair, friend or have been that I was friend. Gonna say, to be fair it's probably not the first time that someone has uh pooped on the stoop of that tavern but, it's you know, a flaming he... bag of rocks mm-hmm, <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. don't use your boots ted cold. Uh, but yeah, the, but he is now a you know, very proud co-owner of a franchise Applebee's. <laughs> so if you ever find yourself in our multiverses uh, version of Fandelver, by all means, you know, jalapeno cheddar poppers on us. <laughs> Darkwing, how you about yourself? <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, so somebody earlier copied my homework before they showed up, apparently. 
Because I also like to be a rogue who is sneaky. And I mean, who doesn't though? Who like um one of my aforementioned best <laughs> friends, the one who's always playing like taking the evil route in in role playing game and RPG video games, mm-hmm. uh, like that's his favorite. Like the mm-hmm. he's like, man, I like to like pop out, you know, shoots. Yeah, he's like the arcane trickster. He likes to pop out, shoot some magic, pop back in. You know, like you know, it's like the like the hit and run type uh type of character. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's that's my archetype. I'm always sneaky uh i've always been a little backstabby take your treasure character i just play them well uh but uh you know you guys were talking about uh oh uh, critical role earlier mm-hmm. and uh scan scanlon is uh my wife told me i was kind of like him i've kind of been wanting to play him or a character like him uh if i could just <laughs> find a game but like uh yeah, I'll just sit at the table with a guitar and make up bad songs and, you know, seduce dragons. I'm all about seducing dragons. It sounds like a great plan. Between Mary's booping and your seducing, I, we're not going to have a full roundtable, so, you know, relatively soon. It's all right. Yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. We went out Dragon the way we seduction wanted. seduction is a <laughs> dangerous thing. Very dangerous thing to play at Dragon Seduction. So is booping the snoot of an owlbear. <laughs> I mean, that's to be fair. To be fair, it's true. I realize that we've uh, we never took a, a break for the middle of the show, which we'll 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 have uh, we'll have a middle of the show here to here to, uh, toward the end. In fact, well, let's have the middle of the show right now. We'll have the middle Yay. of the show. We'll come back and then mm-hmm. we'll discuss uh, any other final archetypes or that we have played or mm-hmm. archetypes that we want to play. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is usually where we do things like thank the patrons and uh, discuss any recent D&D news and also get in some homebrew shenanigans in the DMs Guild. But we want to get quickly back to the patron roundtable and the awesome conversation that we're having. So just really quickly, we want to thank the patrons uh, for supporting the show over at patreon.com slash D&D Lorecast. Uh, they're able to get bonus episodes, uh, ad-free early episodes, uh, merchandise, and all sorts of cool perks and benefits. If you're interested in doing that and supporting the show in a little two-for-one deal, then head on over to patreon.com slash D&D Lorecast and, and sign up for a tier if it, if it so tickles your fancy. And also, if uh, if you want to support the show in the other ways, you can leave us reviews on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. You can uh, follow us on all the social medias, all the normal run-of-the-mill stuff. But generally, we do appreciate each and every one of you. If you're on the Patreon or if you're a first-time listener or if you're a long-time listener, regardless if you're supporting the show in any which way, thank you so much. This is truly a labor of love for both Mary and myself. And we couldn't be more blissful that we get to do. We get to we get to talk D&D like the complete dorks and nerds that we are. So once again, thank you so much. And let's jump on back to the uh, to the show, to the conversation. Ah! Welcome back to uh, from the middle end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're, ha- we're having a fun conversation. We're talking with the patrons. We're talking character archetypes, the the type of characters that we love to play, some that we uh, hope mm-hmm. to play. And uh, we're going to finish off the episode with uh, just 
everyone's going to talk about either one more character type that they love playing or maybe uh, one that they would like to play in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, me being a, a dice man, I'm going to roll a dice, see who goes first. And it's going to be Balari. Um, I think as far as the, the can't play <laughs> sort of archetype is the, the goody two-shoes hippie healer. I I just don't understand that role at all. <laughs> Can't wrap my mind. Every party I needs a healer. I love that role so much. That's what my first druid was, and I will post the artwork and in our Discord. Um, every every time and I there's sorry. a phrase, her little phrase at the bottom of it that Yarn did on the artwork is, "I'm gonna boop it." That is that legitimately tracks. what it says that on Terrain's art. Every time I think of of druids, all I can think of is Futurama, where they've got that lion that they've taught to eat tofu, and he's screaming <laughs> up and going, "You can't own land." It's like I can because I'm not a dirty hippie. That's all that runs through my mind every that, time I think of druids. That cough that lion did. <laughs> yeah, I I just can't play that role at all. I mean, in video games, I can play clerics easily, but yeah, in D and D, I just can't. <laughs> so no, if you uh, if you're if you're in a party with Bellari and you get hurt, do not look to him to get healed. Right, he'll hold and on to your wallet for you. And 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 even if I could heal. It would be for me mainly. <laughs> it's like, oh, like yeah, I've got some potions, I've got some healing, I've got some uh, some good berries, but uh, they're for me. Lay on the ground, bleeding out. Help! Do you have a potion? I like in my campaign, my my barbarian ended up being like the most healing with like potions and stuff, which is kind of insane. And a point. Speaking of good berries, that reminded me of uh, Doctor Pepper's good berries were little pieces of his. They weren't his poop, but they, you know, they did come out of his butt. So, I mean, that's berries. They're good berries. They healed you. That doesn't one sound HP good. each. I, I feel like I'd first. rather die. <laughs> well, didn't yeah, that wasn't a sentiment didn't... that was, you know, that wasn't that uncommon amongst my party. <laughs> They're all like, well, maybe just one. But, hey, but in a pinch, you'll take what I pinch. It was it was also uh, a sediment that was there common. you go. There uh, you go. What is going on here? All right, up <laughs> next. Let's go with uh who who was that? Uh Tex. Ooh. I'm rolling a I'm rolling a D six to figure this out. I mean it's like I would like to like play like a luchador like sort of ah, character. Yes. It's like, and other than that, I somebody that just uses wild magic, just, just have crazy stuff happen all the time. A walking wand wonder. Wild magic's terrifying as a party, as a co-party member, because you hear the dice roll, and then you go, "Oh, okay, it wasn't a one. We're all right. You guys are fine. We're what? fine." Um, DM Dave, who is actually opening up a uh, physical store in um, in Oklahoma here pretty soon, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. Uh, DM Dave has a uh, luchador playing class, a homebrew that uh, we'll link to that in the uh, in the show notes, and uh, we'll also have it in the Discord. And you could also find stuff on DM's Guild as well. 
Um, but also the game Weird Frontiers has a luchador character that's a lot of fun. I was able to play that um, at the RPG uh, North Texas RPG Con a couple months back. Yeah, I do have like a book for a luchador game that's a TTA RPG. I forget what the heck it is called, but oh, I have one as well. I can't hold on. Give me one. Let him check the vast library that surrounds him within his realm. Intergalactic Lucha Libre League. Got this off a of DM's Guild. It is very fun. I haven't had a chance to play it, but it looks so much fun. But it's like a, it's like if uh, wrestling was in outer space and with aliens. The one I have is more akin to the old Luchador movies. Ah, yeah, which, like that. Which would be awesome to like take like an actual Luchador movie and like turn that into a campaign and just do that. Oh, no, for sure. There was um, something very similar in the uh, Journeys into the Radiant Citadel book. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a um, like a luchador character that you could um, create like a almost like a side mission, side quest to. But yeah, that that's as a fellow wrestling fan, as a fan of the, the art of professional wrestling, <laughs> I have to agree. Playing a uh, luchador would be a lot of fun. Just just come through like La Park and just hitting people with chairs. And dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for me and you. Nobody else yeah, gets it. Exactly. There's like <laughs> there's like maybe four people listening. They're like, oh yes, La Parca. Uh Jeff, how about yourself? Um, I don't know that it's necessarily an archetype, but I have really wanted to like build a viable, like five class character. So like um, what a bard would be if bards weren't a thing, like starts out as like a level one fighter and is like, man, I really want to study magic. So he goes to wizard school and fails out. And then he's like, hmm, maybe I could get into this crime ring and gets a level in rogue. And he's like, no, nope, <laughs> not a big fan of that either. Uh, and so just, you know, casually accumulating um, different classes. And part of it for me, I think is. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I kind of think that ASIs and feats are both a little bit overrated relative to taking another class and gaining, you know, tons of abilities. Um, like I have another uh, character. I took hmm. a took a two level uh, druid dip for wildfire to get the teleport. Like yeah, and you know the big thing is like, well, your your wildfire spirit is only going to be as good as your druid levels. And I'm like, I don't need the spirit to be good. I just need that one, like, summon it, use the bonus action to get out of trouble, and that's it. Um, and Van Wilder? With... <laughs> 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 yeah, and same thing with wizard. Like, two levels for um, portent with divination, that's good. Um, three levels of fighter for action surge, that's good. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of, that's still up in the air a little bit, but I would really like to do that. I think that'd be an interesting campaign premise. You can use multiple levels, but not over, like you can't have over, put a limit on it, say you can't go over level four per class or something to that effect. That would be an interesting way to do that. I would think. Yeah, like self-cap yourself. Yeah. You can do whatever, any combination that you wanted, but you just can't go Mm -hmm. over four at any one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was the premise of the original Bard, anyways. Is that you started off as a a fighter and you go to I think it was seven or ten as like the max level, and then you could switch over to thief and then uh, to wizard. 
And then once you matched the three class levels, so you went 10, 10, 10, then you could start being a bard. Ah, there you go. So that, that was the, the old Unearthed Arcana one, back when Cavaliers Ooh. were an actual class. That's some, uh, some I haven't AD. heard anybody say. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I had some old AD&D knowledge. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't heard anybody say Cavalier in a long time. <laughs> I mean, except for in in re uh, respect to the uh, the D&D cartoon. I used to drive a Cavalier. <laughs> hey, <same. laughs> they were a horrible class to be against in second edition. Just terrible. Ugh. They had all of the benefits of a paladin, but none of the Oh no, I've fallen out of favor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's up next? Let's go with uh Darkwing. Uh so I, I just had to leave the room because my bar just showed up. Uh and you know, you guys said something at the beginning where uh uh, you know, I became a DM to play all the characters. <laughs> that, that's that stuck with me through this whole conversation. I'm like, you know what? They're, they're right. I think I'd like to play a Death Knight. So, unfortunately for those guys, uh, I'm going to go make a Death Knight. If you want to know more about Death Knight, these guys have done an episode. Go back and listen to it. They don't smell great. We finally figured that out. That's the, yeah, they're disgusting. <laughs> It's so much fun, for sure. Also, who doesn't want to play a Death Knight? Can I just... Right. Fair. That's fair. I mean, I feel like there's there's got to be some way to play a Death Knight in-game, like, in as a party member. I know somebody who has one. Right? And, like, you know, maybe maybe they realize what they've done, the, the decision they made, the, the pact they made, whatever it was. Uh, was the wrong one and they're trying to redeem themselves or at the very least try to uh you know do whatever good they can while they're still mm -hmm. uh, i was gonna say living but that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense while they're still around while they're still up and about undead undead sir undead didn't you say there's always like a specific a number of death knights like it doesn't change well that's according to some sources yeah there's uh because it, it'd be cool if, if like, if like you killed it and then you had to be a Death Knight because you're ah, like, oh, like the Santa mm -hmm. Claus. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, the Santa Claus. Perfect. The, the Death Perfect. Knight Claus. The Death Knight Claus. You know what? Oh, no. That's what it's called in the, uh, in the official paperwork. Yeah, Death Knight Claus is also the legal agreement that you are going to stick around after you die. <laughs> and, the, and then the group can go hunt all the Death Knights until they're all Death Knights. Until they're like, look, we're all good people. Let's all become Death Knights and then maybe turn the reputation of Death Knights around. I love that you guys are all about the redemption arc. And I'm like, yeah, I got a guy who's got a Death Knight. And he's going to help torture my other party. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, going to be awesome. I, I do we're appreciate just, how we're just good like, people. Yeah, they've got one. We're just oh, good people. Guy. That's all. Oh, no, a guy. I know where I could pick one up. We're just good people. That's all it is. Just borrow from my neighbor. He's got it next to his weed whacker. It's fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, Locke, how about yourself? Um, I don't know. I've I've always wanted to play in like more of the happier, chipper characters and making jokes and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm thinking for my next character and my uh, the sorcerer one that we're doing in this uh, uh, one shot of Mary's that we did 
Uh, he's an Eric Okra sorcerer. And I'm trying to play him a little bit more serious. And I, I have a lot of hard times doing, you know, trying to take anything just kind of serious Being like that. Serious so at all. I guess that's really my <laughs> archetype that I'm I'm trying out now. So something, something but, serious. Uh, but he's, yeah, it's just trying to play, play an actual like role play and actually do it well, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But even then we still wind up going off the rails. It's, and practice. It's a lot more difficult if Locke and I are in the same place at the same time to stay on track. Yeah. <laughs> like children. That reminded me, I've actually got a uh, another um, character that, that I just recently started playing. Uh, it's a tortle uh, who is, I've never played a tortle before. It's a uh, tortle cleric. Oh, uh, okay. Who his backstory is that um he he eschewed the the fighting ways of his stepfather and four brothers. You know, stepfather trained wanted to train his uh, his his turtle children to be fighters. Only four of them oh. agreed to it. Um this uh-huh. particular turtle did not. He left um he left his brothers uh but uh-huh. uh, and so Botticelli became a cleric <laughs> under my leaky and uh and now uh now does uh you know does what he can to um to to heal and to uh to make the world a better place but he um but yeah he's he's fairly serious as well i try to much like you like i usually play like the the jokester the the you know the the levity of the group but um he uh he's he's much more serious. Still cracks jokes here and there, but it's more like um because uh like he has like sort of like um like the a straight paladin who makes a comment that but says it with such sincerity that it it becomes funny, you know, in context. But yeah, mm-hmm, that that, mm-hmm. that that is a lot of fun. Yeah, everyone in everyone yeah. in the chat is like, he's a ninja turtle. Just say it. He's he's one of the he's the fifth ninja turtle. Like maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's what I was say, laughing his about. His backstory is Shell because he's a turtle. I've never uh, revealed uh, the names of his brothers or stepfather. Yeah, and I never will. Trained by Splinter, it's one of the. Uh, but they live in New York, and <laughs> they. Uh, he, um, who knows? I don't know. He has brothers. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Mary, how about yourself? Let's finish. <laughs> let's finish off. Let's, off. let's stop talking about my copyright infringement and move <laughs> on, please. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's stop talking stop. about this questionable um, copyright strike that I might have against me. I don't. It's really hard for me to pin any down that I really, really, really want to get to be. Um, I would actually like to play the druid more, but play her more in a like get to in a longer term type of campaign. It was a very short uh, first character, first campaign kind of a thing. Um, but that's just me in like IRL as a person though, too. Um, I guess I'd yeah, also- Mary is definitely a druid IRL. <laughs> that's why I've heard very much about the animals and the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I think- I know what I don't want to be more than more than I, what I do want to be because I want to be everything. Um, but I think I would have a hard time playing a heavily, like a heavily uh, spiritual character or heavily tied to any sort of deity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I don't 
particularly have any desire to play like wizard or sorcerer or the real like the casting classes that are just strictly those type of things that just doesn't appeal to me for some reason no magic huh i don't mind magic but yeah i'd rather be able to do some i don't know i want to be able to do some bonk too I don't play anything ranged like video game wise. I don't play the ranged characters either. I always play the tank or the thing that charges in. So, yeah, I usually don't uh, take on range until I've kind of done everything else. Right. Well, see, I like the idea of the tanky build of the druid. I've been playing Diablo, and that's what I that's the class I chose. So she's a giant, beefy bear woman, you know, that can destroy stuff too. And I'm like, I want to break things but only when necessary. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that will wrap us up for this month's edition of the patron roundtable. Once again, thank you to all the patrons for joining us. Uh, thank you thank for you. Su- for supporting mm-hmm. the show and the way that you do. Uh, if you want to get a standing invitation to the patron roundtable each and every month, you can go to the Patreon uh, that we have, patreon.com slash D&D Lorecast, and then sign up for the wizard tier. And uh, we'll we'll have you each and every month, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll always have a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Once again, thank you for listening. My name is Sergio, and I am Mary. Fare thee well, dear listeners, and until we meet again, may all your twenties be natural. Thank you for listening to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at D and D Lorecast or jumping into the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons & Dragons. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at Robots Radio.com.